0: We'll have to do a book report on Sean McVay. Women can't
1: women can't women can't women can't parlay. Okay. Hello.
0: Hi. Welcome to Women Can't Parlay. I'm your host, Jess. I'm your other host, Rainey. I said that weird. I don't know welcome back to your favorite sports and gambling podcast yeah (laughs) one of a kind or at least one of very few hosted by two women topping the sports charts on apple podcasts in the country of Lithuania
1: (laughs) what what
0: just kidding we're probably out of it now I have no idea because I only get updates like at the end of the week which Uh now I might start looking more actively but I had totally. to go like take screenshots last week because it was like one day we were like only four spots behind Spit and Chicklets, and I was like, "Holy what? shit!" Even to just get that like photo, I'm like excited. <laughs> oh my god, that is awesome. Uh, yeah, they're like a major yeah. sports podcast. So
1: yeah,
0: like the probably number one podcast in like probably Canada of all things. and definitely the number one hockey podcast amongst everybody by a fucking landslide so just to even be in the same like photo frame as them I was like okay frame it (laughs) considering (laughs) this a big win
1: no shit
0: uh (laughs) but other than that how are we doing this week
1: (sighs) um is that
0: that answers (laughs) that
1: (laughs) I mean I'm tired but um
0: I know I keep yawning, but I feel like I'm not really that tired, but I guess I'm lying to myself. I don't know.
1: It's probably still this time change, honestly, for me. But um, yeah, I mean, mentally I'm, I'm like leaps and bounds ahead of where I was last week. So that's a positive and I'm running with it.
0: I kind of was too, until you just reminded me that Thanksgiving is next week and then we go on a trip. So like I was doing great now mentally I'm panicking.
1: Oh, I've just been legit panicking this entire year because I'm going trip, 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 wedding, Thanksgiving, New Orleans, one weekend, then back to Dallas, then one weekend, then back to Dallas.
0: Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting few weeks coming up. So buckle up, people. God only knows what days we'll be able to record. (laughs) Literally,
1: that's no joke.
0: Oh, shit. It's funny. Um, yeah, because speaking of, it is Monday, November 15th. We Victory Monday, I will add. We'll get into that later. But, you know, recording a little bit early. So definitely no college football playoff rankings and um, Monday night football. You know, we won't we will miss that as well for this episode, but no big deal. We have Rams playing the who's playing tonight? San Francisco. It's 49ers Rams. I can't remember who's yeah. home, who's away. I think, I think,
1: I, think it it's at, away.
0: I think it's at I think it's at LA, but I could be wrong.
1: I could be wrong too. I don't know why I thought
0: that, but take two seconds to look it up. But do we do that? No.
1: I'm doing it right now. I'm proving you wrong, Jess. Yes, we can.
0: It Violet. is at 49ers. I was wrong. Um, so yeah, just keep that in mind. If anything major happens, we'll talk about it next week. I'd no bet today mainly cuz i never had time to break down the game but also because well no i think that's pretty much it but if i were going to bet i would have taken rams minus 4
1: yeah um, i mean i
0: mean lean rams minus 4 obviously i'm not betting cuz i did not have enough time to break it down further but gut sight test yeah. or whatever says rams minus 4 but that is seems very trap trappy to me so well, um, yeah i think it
1: just depends right like robert woods is out sadly right towards acl yeah um the first day odell beckham jr practices i'm like that guy's cursed not even just with himself yeah so that's yeah we'll
0: definitely have to talk about that later too oh yeah
1: sorry yeah i was just oh
0: no no i was just like a lot of yeah. it's just uh,
1: interesting because i personally think san francisco is kind of a dump dumpster fire right now they
0: absolutely are
1: in the but rams. that's why
0: i think it's trappy because it's, it's
1: totally trappy because literally anything can happen in the last two weeks have shown us it at the very length. absolutely and
0: it's, and it's that's like everyone is gonna pick rams minus four and then that's when i start to second guess it and i'm like well now that's making me think 49ers money line so yeah <laughs> um so that's why no no bet no bet today but if you did want to place a bet There is a really great website for you to use to go find your statistics and do your research and maybe even tail some people's picks. Rainy, do you know what site I'm talking about? Uh, I
1: do, Jess, and that site is dimers.com. That is a sports betting and culture website that provides daily betting insights and picks on all the pro and college leagues in the United States and the rest of the world. Powered by a data projection model that runs simulations on every single game 10,000 times I don't know that I say data or data, but right then I said data, moving on. (laughs) At Dimers, not only can you find the best bets to make, but you can find the best sportsbook odds for every game, as well as links to all the signup offers from the books who are literally fighting each other to get your business as a better. Also at Dimers are detailed guides on how to bet on sports and weekly featured articles focused on members of the community. Dimers.com should be your first stop if you're looking to turn your love of sports into a love of betting on sports.
0: Yes, head on it, over to dimers.com. yes. It should be your first stop. And I love dimers.com. Like every time I explore it more and more, I'm falling in love with it. And I feel like too, like, I think I've said this before, but it's like, I feel like we got in early on something that's really big
1: yeah. and
0: growing. And like, every time I turn around, they're adding more podcasts to their network. And I just like, can't even keep up almost. So it's like, please check them out. Please go register again. This isn't even about supporting us. Although we would gratefully like love you to please like go and support our podcast and sign up on our actual page and platform. But regardless of that, if you hate us, like please do yourselves a favor and like go check out dimers because seriously, the picks, I cannot explain like how good their picks have been, especially like I've mentioned multiple times, prospector Sam. I feel like this guy is like from the future or this, this being, maybe it's a woman. I don't even know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Who knows either way they're good and you're missing out if you don't, don't hold us against them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Don't judge them for, for what we do here on this podcast. Yeah. Oh shit. That's funny. Okay. Well, I don't really have anything to talk about in the realm of like any other sport besides football. I'm sure there's plenty of headlines like we covered last week. You know, we're really going to hold off on a lot of that talk until after the Super Bowl, unless something major happens that we just can't miss, but I don't have anything. Do you? I don't. Okay. College football. It is. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess it might be healthy too to note that, like, I feel like as we kind of move into the next few weeks with regular season, will be ending and conference championships will be beginning. We might start getting a little heavy college football over the next few weeks, which, you know, not to say that we won't talk about NFL. That's absolutely untrue, but we might kind of shift to being a little more college football heavy just because there's a lot to talk about and I'm having trouble, like, Really honing it in and like wrangling it, you know, wrangling it into, you know, only so little. Later. But obviously, once we get through college, we still have, you know, NFL playoffs and that kind of thing. So it's, you know, it just timing wise kind of works out that way. But uh, we'll see kind of how it goes. I think we're kind of always like, we're definitely always first and foremost football at the, on this podcast. And NFL is really, you know, where our. I would say our interest lies, but college is there too. So we'll see. But before we get into ranked teams, I feel like we need to start off this this week the same way we did last week and just have like a Texas is terrible corner because wow.
1: I mean, yeah, Uh, I feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) I feel bad for delusional Texas games.
0: I know like and I feel like I'm a Texas fan but I'm not really a delusional one yeah, and I even I was like sold on them at the beginning of the year and I mean I think maybe rightfully so like you got to give them some credit but like it's as if half their team died or fell off the face of the earth like what it's heck? like
1: yeah it's like that um oh my gosh like the Avengers whichever one that is where <laughs> half the population just disappears from Earth.
0: I, I swear to God, if I didn't know any better, it's like Space Jam happening oh, in real yeah. life. That like too. have the monsters or somebody in like similar entered into like the major players' bodies and like has yeah. taken their ability to like play football. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. Good. It's so crazy.
1: I know. They're like, what, five losses in a row now?
0: Yeah. I mean, no, literally they have not won a game since they played OU. Yeah. they've gone winless. And the, and I mean, like I was somewhat sarcastic last week when I said I wouldn't hold my breath against them beating Kansas, but like, wow, apparently that was a lot more like manifesting than I knew at the time. I know. So what's your, what's your thought on
1: the, you know, whatever the two point conversion and over time that, Like has there been any hoopla about that, like supposed missed
0: holding call? Or I mean, I don't think it. I I don't. I mean, yes, I think there's a conversation to be had, but it doesn't matter. Like that's what I'm saying. Nobody's up in arms about it because the bigger story is that it should like Texas lost to Kansas. Yeah. Kansas was plus 2350 money line going into that game. Mm-hmm. That is insanity. So I don't think people care about whatever two point conversion missed holding. Nobody cares because Texas should have never been in that position to begin with right. and B, neither of these teams are going to do shit for the playoffs or or for their conference for conference championships or anything. So like no one yeah. cares. Yeah. And and yeah and with that being said it's like we have to mention it because it's like wow and obviously they've been sort of a talking point of our podcast we're we're in texas we're from texas it's very regional to us but yikes like
1: yeah it's yikes bikes right now Yeah, and this and is
0: just again this is why texas gets their reputation. overrated you yeah. know status is because like they have all of the recruiting resources at their disposal. Their management, their office, their football program, the people wow. in that status make millions and millions of dollars. I mean, there is no excuse. But funnily enough, I mean, I will say too, I mean, I know a couple teams won this week, but like AM lost. TCU lost. Like, I feel like UTSA is hold, never holding up the whole like Texas football.
1: Well, tech, like, well, I we that right we now have to admit that Texas Tech one though, which is the hilarious part of all it. I know
0: you said
1: some one for sure, but I'm just like, it's funny that tech, Texas Tech fucking sucks. Like they're yeah, fucking I know. terrible. They pulled out a win and the rest of them were like not. Nah, yeah, tech
0: pulled out that. a win, which they were like 10 point underdogs. So it wasn't an impressive win. Along with the fact that they won with a sixty-two yard three, okay, sixty-two yard field goal that won the game. I think, yeah, Um, sixty-two yarder field goal in college. That is that is a notable field goal, no matter what scenario. Yeah. Um, So, um, but yeah, so I like that's why I said I know there are some Texas teams that won. I know North Texas won. Um, but in the grand scheme of things tech sucks like a lot of these teams sucks like we have a few like houston smu utsa they're doing really really well but other than that it's kind of a sad state of affairs right now for college football in texas Call it,
1: texas college football is unwell
0: yeah i don't like it it makes me very uh, uncomfortable like we're supposed to be like known for our football
1: yeah it's not good
0: So getting into like actual, you know, teams that are ranked or rankings last week, you know, we ran through the college football rankings, predicting, I guess, like what would come out that week. I feel like that is a lot. So I'm going to try this week to kind of change that a little bit to where maybe we talk about predictions of just at this point in time, based on how we see the path laying out with the conference championships who we think will be like one, two, three, and four. I don't know. Maybe that will make it easier, more time efficient. We'll kind of see. But college football playoff rankings last week came out. Obviously, I don't think they come out till tomorrow evening. So we won't know at the timing of this recording. But last week it was Georgia, Bama, Oregon, Ohio State, Cincy, Michigan, Michigan State. Oklahoma, Notre Dame, and then Oklahoma State was number ten. Um, my predictions were—I wouldn't say they were like completely off, but yeah, no. Where I really went wrong was not realizing that the committee hates OU just as much as I do, or maybe even more. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it's probably more of like a Big Twelve thing, but whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy to me that OU, at the time being, you know, eight and zero, nine and zero, whatever they were. Yeah. That they were behind a lot of these one loss teams. So obviously, there has to be some kind of Big 12 bias there. Although you could make the argument that they weren't playing any, you know, big test, tested teams. And I think that was fair. So I guess you could, you know, say that. But I don't know. I mean, I just felt like because they're undefeated, since he's undefeated, I don't know that they're playing just like crazy good teams. Um, I think the argument's there, but I really thought they should have been higher as being undefeated because I think everyone this year is struggling with the exception of Georgia. So I was dead wrong. But other than that, if you take my OU prediction out of it, I feel like I was pretty spot on um, other than the other things that stood out to me. And I, well, and then I additionally, obviously was also wrong about was the head-to-head confusion. So like they ended up, ranking Michigan state behind Michigan, which as we all know, Michigan state beat Michigan when they went head to head. So it's like Ohio state being behind Oregon is likely for no other reason than the fact that Oregon beat Ohio state head to head. So it's just weird to me that they've got Ohio state behind Oregon, but then we're so quick to put Michigan state behind Michigan at the first sign, you know, at the first loss of Michigan state. So that was kind of wild to me. Didn't quite agree with it, but I guess no one cares what I have to think about that. So. <laughs> oh, and I do want to mention that although not in the top 10, UTSA did finally get some recognition as they broke into the top 25, taking the 23 spot in the rankings, I believe. So nice. I
1: Hopefully- did see a pretty pertinent person like post, uh, or tweet, like, free UTSA or something. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. PFT
1: (laughs) It was hilarious.
0: Yeah. No, a lot of people are kind of like, you know, wanting to push for them this year, obviously. And I had a big tweet at the beginning of the season where I was like warning everyone. I was like, look out for UTSA this year. I obviously I think jinxed myself last week by talking about them in a betting strategy on the podcast last week because like I think every week I've taken them against the spread and and taken the over and of course last week they didn't cover either they didn't cover and they didn't hit the over total they struggled a little bit with a team that I was surprised but ultimately they pulled away but not 32 and a half points away yeah so yeah but really glad to see them at least get some sort of recognition with a ranking you know, sure. still feel like maybe it should be higher, but obviously they're not going to like break into the playoff by any means. So, like, yeah. that isn't that's a little bit of a stretch. So, yeah. hopefully that continues for them and their success. But
1: yeah, for sure.
0: And obviously, like I said, they're really helping out the state of Texas right now.
1: I feel like yeah. we need all of it right now.
0: Yeah. Um, and then in terms of the look ahead, um, like I said, not going to do what I did last week, just focus more on the top four spots, keeping like the conference championship scenario pathways, whatever you want to call that in mind. Um, so if I were deciding this today, based on what we know, I'm obviously keeping Georgia at number one, you know, like I said, not much has changed. They're still rock solid, not going anywhere at this point even with one loss which i think would only come from the sec championship it is very unlikely that they would still not get in yeah. and at this point be the number one spot like i don't i don't really see another scenario there but obviously things can change we still have a couple weeks left number two is where things already get complicated because it's really hard to have these conversations where you ever doubt a team like alabama you know, it's kind of comparable to like doubting Tom Brady and the Bucks right now. Like, although you kind of like see it happening, you're so resistant. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I just said you can't do it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's like, you're just so resistant to ever fully be like, nope, they're out, but I'm going to do it. And I'm going to put Ohio state as my number two. I think Alabama at this point, like I've said, I think they're beatable. I think there's like a slight chance that we could actually see them lose again, even before the SEC championship, right. probably not, but they do play Auburn and they do play Arkansas, two teams who haven't obviously been the Great. most amazing teams, but they have shown us that they can play and Alabama has showed us that they have weaknesses. So, like I said, unlikely, but I'm not going to totally rule it out. Either way, I think Georgia is the SEC champion. And I just don't know that the committee will put in a two loss Alabama over other teams who are either undefeated or one loss. Yeah, fair. Maybe that is me being naive because we all know Alabama is like the big kahuna of college. The bell of the ball. Yes, the bell of the ball. Thank you. So, I mean, maybe, like I said, I'm being naive there, but I just think that them having two losses would, would put them out of it. And I think Georgia will win that game. But again, you never know. It is Alabama, but getting back to Ohio state, I think they will win the big 10, although they do still have two really big tests, not only with just Michigan, but Michigan state as well. We know Michigan state has also proven they can play depending on how all that goes down. It could get very complicated, There's kind of a little like three ring circus going on there. And if Ohio state doesn't win out, it could get real sticky, but I do think Ohio state's the better team in both scenarios. It'll be interesting to see it though. We'll just kind of obviously have to see how it plays out on the field. Like that's all we can ask for. But as of right now, I think as long as they go out there and don't totally fuck up, they should win both games, should make them a playoff contender. And I'm putting them in the number two spot as I think they'll win the big 10. Moving on to number three, I'm going to go ahead and put Cincinnati here, which if you would have asked me a week ago, I would have been very hesitant to do that. But I know there has been a path for them to get into the top four before, but because they're not in a power five, I just... Really didn't think the committee would ever do it. But at this point, I think the committee will likely be left with no choice. They should win outright, although they will have a test from Houston in the ACC championship. But assuming they win, I don't see how they can't be put in the top four right now. It'll be fucked up if not. And again, this goes back to like committee and their biases, you know, their biases, biases and their bias. I don't know what I'm saying.
1: I think all of those,
0: work. <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and just say that, like, I think that they're deserving of that spot and that's where I would like them to be. Cause I don't think it should matter too, too much if they've made it this far and other teams are one and two losses. So, and then number four, as it stands right now, I really, really think, um, and I've kind of been preaching this a little bit in our past few episodes. I can really see this going to Oklahoma State now. All right. um, The good news is, is they control their own destiny. So like Oklahoma did lose to Baylor, which sidebar, sidebar, I have said on at least three episodes that I think Baylor is going to beat Oklahoma. Did I bet it? No. Why am I the way that I am? I have no idea. I hate myself. Um, But regardless, Oklahoma got their first loss. So now Oklahoma State and Oklahoma both have one loss. And that then now means that Baylor, or I'm sorry, that now means Oklahoma State really controls their destiny over the next few games, which assuming they will beat Tech, then they just have the big game in Bedlam, which is at home for them. So that helps. (coughs) And assuming they beat OU, which I think they definitely can do, they have the talent to do so, then they will just also have to play in the Big 12 championship which if all goes this way, assumingly would be actually against Baylor who they've already beaten. So the bad part of that is, and that's kind of like what sucks about some of these teams playing their, their big rivalries at the end of the season is like, you kind of have these matchups that are almost, it's like the big, it's like for OU and Oklahoma, that's like the big 12 championship is, Bedlam basically I mean that's a huge game and that's a rivalry game so it's like it's a big deal whenever they kind of have to play each other for that championship spot so then not only does Oklahoma State need to win that then they need to turn around and beat a team that they've already beaten once this season who's not bad I mean Baylor's not a terrible team can they do it again you know it's hard
1: yeah it's hard to beat teams twice
0: Yeah. So that'll be two big games back to back, assuming they can win outright. And I know they have the talent to do so. Do they have the mental fortitude to do so? Will it actually happen on the field? We don't know yet. Like we'll have to watch and see, but assuming they do that, I'm giving them the number four spot. And um, I think that is very plausible scenarios for all involved. So just to kind of talk through some of the missing teams, obviously I already kind of gave my spiel about Alabama I could be dead wrong on that and, you know, being naive. Like I said, another notable team missing is probably Oregon. I personally feel like they will lose again, likely to Utah and either the game, I believe, is this week or in the Pac-12 championship. In that case, I think the committee would take an undefeated Cincy over a two loss Oregon. Like, I mean... I would fucking hope so. So I just don't, I mean, as much as I think it's a commendable that Oregon beat Ohio state earlier this year, I don't just don't know that they're going to have enough to really get through, but we'll kind of have to see. Cause if they do win outright and win the Pac-12 championship, that could definitely change things. And then another team that I keep seeing a lot of people likely diehard fans in my timeline pushing is Notre Dame and I'm not saying it's impossible, but kind of the way things shook out last week now with Oklahoma really getting that loss to Baylor, I am putting it in my book as extremely unlikely, at least from like a percentage standpoint and based on like high percentage assumptions of how the next couple of weeks go. Now it's not impossible, like I said, but their first and obvious problem is that their one loss is to Cincinnati. That is going to be very hard to overcome. And then I think other than that, you would have to have some miraculous fashion of chaos break out, which again, I kind of hinted to earlier in the big 10 with Ohio state, Michigan and Michigan state. You do have a plausible scenario of where Ohio state could lose to either Michigan or Michigan state. And then whichever team they lose to, if that team loses in the big 10 championship, Then you have all three of those top dogs with two losses that really fucks shit up.
1: Well, that's why I was going to bring up the OU game and the OU Baylor game for that specific point.
0: Correct. Yeah. So it's kind of, then you have the same scenario or at least a similar scenario in the big 12, where you could almost have the same thing go down where then you've got all your top dogs with a two loss record Then I think we make, then I think you could pave a path or pave a way for Notre Dame to be potentially in there. But if those things happen, we open up a lot then. And so it kind of just breaks a lot of mold. So it's like, I'm not saying yes, but I think at this point, the percentage chance is very low. And I think a lot of people, like I've read some blogs and I've seen some posts of people, like I said, likely fans who are pushing and saying like Notre Dame has a path. I think all of those people are completely ruling out Oklahoma state. And I don't know why they should not be ruling Oklahoma state out. Obviously Oklahoma state could lose in bedlam. Obviously they could lose in a big 12 championship to Baylor, but that is not that unlikely of a scenario. And they are all, not even mentioning Oklahoma state in their post, in their blogs, whatever. So it's like, I'm just kind of like, you need to make this a factor. If you think this is truly going to happen for you, because without these chaotic scenarios, you're not going to get in. Right. Anyway, not in my mind, obviously I am not an expert. Sorry to the Irish. I just, I don't really see it, but again, that's the beauty of college football. No one knows. We are all this is, is assumptions and predictions all day long. And at the end of the day, it's the committee that decides, not us. So, yeah. Anyway, so that's kind of my breakdown based on where we're at right now. I don't know. I don't know. Well, we'll kind of like see how the rest of the, like I said, the next couple of weeks are going to be so interesting with some of the games specifically next week. And I'm very excited to watch. We have some really good games coming up both weekends. So, cause like I said, we've had a few dull college football weekends over the past, you know, in and out, some have been good, some better than others, but yeah. the next two should have some really, really great matchups that are very, very important as to how the rest of this, the playoff shape, well, at least the championship shape up, which then impacts the college football playoff, obviously. Anyway, um, anything else on college before we move on to the NFL? Uh No. All right. NFL, the no fun league, just kidding. Um, I mean, I feel
1: like it was such a weird week again this week. Thankfully it worked out in our personal favor, but yeah, it was a weird week.
0: Yeah. So I wanted to start off talking about something that I mentioned last week that is just now evolving into what looks like it could be a fruition or i don't know what i'm trying to say are the patriots for real
1: yeah i mean a lot of people f- seem to think they are
0: kind of think that they are
1: yeah um they're fucking putting shit together and i honestly don't know how because they're frankenstein of a team from <laughs> the beginning is like it's fucking working out for bill
0: i know i know Whatever the fuck he's this doing is, is working yeah. I mean, I definitely am not going to like jump on some, like, oh, you know, the Patriots are back. The dynasty's back. Mac Jones is Tom Brady. Oh, that reminds me of a funny question, but Tom Brady, Mac Jones being Tom Brady and all that. I think that's, we're definitely too quick, like yeah. to be saying that kind of craziness, but right. to act as though. The Bills are a lock for the AFC East. North or East, yeah, is wrong. I mean, because the the Patriots are certainly a contender right now. And again, like we said last week, they still have to play the Bills, and the Patriots still have to play each other twice. Yeah, which is and so- um, but I keep seeing this kind of argument or conversation on Twitter about if you were in a position and you had to draft today, as they are today right now, a quarterback, would you draft Mac Jones or Tom Brady?
1: That totally sucks because, obviously, I mean, like I want to pick Tom Brady,
0: but he's still 40-something years old. He's 45 years old. <laughs> and
1: still, And he's still, yeah. like, I just still, like, he –
0: as crazy as that question is on paper, it's actually a very hard, like, would you rather, or like right. whatever you want it's, to call that.
1: It's still overall difficult. Cause I'm like, well, if we're talking about longevity, right? Like if it's for one game, like I'm probably picking Tom Brady just because the experience. Well, it's not, it's,
0: it's for, it's like where you're saying you're drafting your quarterback for your team and. I mean, it's not, there's no like years placed on it, but yeah, obviously you have to take into consideration the fact that Tom Brady is 109. So yeah, he's probably not going to last that long, but how long do we ever know quarterbacks are going to last True that? So it's like, it's tough because it's like, immediately your instinct is like, well, you have to take Mac Jones, but then it's like, but you Uh have this like proven track record with Tom Brady. That's like, Yeah, I get it. Like every sign points to Mac Jones, but like, did anyone think Tom Brady was going to be able to win the fucking Super Bowl last year when he went to the Bucks and left the Patriots? No. And then he fucking did. So it's like,
1: I mean, even if he
0: gives you like one great season, that's still one great season that you may or may not get out of a rookie quarterback
1: agreed because here too like just specifically right now at this very moment tom brady averages 23.9 points a game in fantasy and mac jones isn't far but he's like at 18 points average yeah. a game so i mean again that's fantasy but that's what we're doing oh yeah no 13 points he averages 13.8 a game so yeah. I just to me, I don't know that Mac Jones is necessarily. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. I think Bill did maybe find something there, but the game, the Bucks game yesterday, like first of all,
0: yeah, it's hard to ask that, that question bit, coming off of that. No,
1: I dis a fucking agree because at one, at three quarters into the game, he had like almost negative fantasy points, and he ended up with almost twenty fucking fantasy points. Yeah, not yeah. every quarterback can do that. If you're like, if you're Mac Jones, like. You can't expect that out of a rookie, but I expect that out of Tom Brady and yeah. he delivers like 90% of the time. Yeah. So but I am I am interested to see what Mac Jones does do because oh, like, yeah. like you said I fully agree. I'm not jumping on this Patriots are back bandwagon like we'll see, but we definitely know they're beatable. We definitely know the Bills are beatable and the rest of that division is not important.
0: That no, no, the Dolphins <laughs> and the Jets aren't even like it a team at this point i don't think but yeah no i i agree and i think and i even said to i think around draft time like i was very shocked at how late in the game mac jones fell and i feel like he i mean unless i'm missing somebody he has superseded all of the other rookie quarterbacks right in terms of like performance this season i'm pretty sure now on now a lot of that i do want to like you know make sure we say it's not just the quarterback, right? It has to do with uh, like, I mean, number one, are they even getting playing time? Number two, who do they have around them? I know like we've seen Trevor Lawrence just has no, nothing Nothing. to work with. It seems like Zach Wilson's hurt. He kind of had a few moments, but I just, I've kind of hated on him always. I don't know why. I just don't think he's going to do a lot in the NFL. And then Trey Lance, you know, we've seen some beauty on the 49ers or yeah, on the 49ers with him. But, you know, so it's a, a lot of it's circumstantial, but I do think of all of them, Mac Jones, you've got to give him credit. Like he's doing circles around these other rookies right now.
1: Yeah. I'd say Justin Fields is the next closest with playing time. Yeah. Which is crazy. Cause like, he's
0: having a, he's having, you know, and I, yeah, you're right. I did miss him and I think he's a very impressive quarterback, but he's in the same boat as like Trevor Lawrence where he just has nothing to work with right now. And he can't even get like, they're not running plays that are suitable for him to where he can capitalize a and then B he has no offensive line, like at all. So it's like, he's getting just murdered out there.
1: Yeah. It's, it's not good for
0: him. Yeah. But no, I think, I do think Justin Fields will be impressive when he, or if he gets a team around him, I think the same thing, with Trevor Lawrence, Yeah. I
1: think the point you made is perfect because like really Mac Jones is the only one right now that really has all the pieces he needs to be as successful as he can be. And he's healthy or enough
0: pieces to where he's making shit happen. Exactly. So I don't know. We'll be interesting to kind of watch that play out. Um, but I think that's just like a new common theme coming out of my weekends in the NFL is I'm just like, as much as I want to like keep ignoring them, I don't think we can ignore the Patriots any longer. They are not, they are not a, to be overlooked right now.
1: No. And I was just going to go down a tangent really quick and it may not even make sense anymore, but because I was going to say, it's called a football team, not a quarterback, like yeah, whatever, right? Like, but when you think about it, take Dak away from the Cowboys last year, obviously dumpster fire take him away that game this year. um, We won. our defense showed up, right. Our defense did their job. Like the offense did their job, whatever. But then you like look at the Cardinals, for example, and you take Kyler Murray out and all of a sudden their entire team falls apart. Their defense is bad. They're obviously we'll see what happens this week if Kyler plays or not, but like
0: did Kyler. um, So I don't, I've slept since then, but did Kyler not, I thought Kyler didn't play last week.
1: Well, he definitely didn't play this week either. I
0: know he didn't play this week, but I didn't think he played last week either. Mm-hmm. So maybe that was a bad on me because no, I he thought not. he was out last week and they still won handedly. And then I took them again this week and they lost their fucking ass to the Panthers. So I was kind of like, what did I miss? But...
1: Maybe he played some of it. I just don't remember Colt McCoy playing the whole game last week.
0: I think I don't know that he played the whole game, but I think he played the majority of the game last week when they beat the 49ers, which again, it is the 49ers dumpster fire. But I was shocked at how many people were on the Panthers this week and how well the Panthers did against the Cardinals, given that it was a home game for the Cardinals and they had already gone without Kyler unless I'm just like sleeping or they like, I think it was, unless I'm per- just like crazy wrong, but I'm pretty sure Kyler was already out last week.
1: Well, I'm pretty sure that it was the perfect, or to me, it feels like the perfect storm for the Panthers because yeah. So they played,
0: they played the Panthers. Oh yeah.
1: No, he did not play against San Francisco at all.
0: Right. Yeah. Not right.
1: Yeah. Well, I was just looking it up. Cause you said, no,
0: yeah, I was just in my mind um, So last week I made a bet that was like, could because Kyler was out, the Cardinals were plus seven. Yeah. And well, obviously they were the underdog. So me, I placed bets on both the Cardinals money line and plus seven. Remember I had a really good winning week last week Yeah. and they were without Kyler. So I was like, if they can do that against 49ers, I have no doubt that they can still win against, the Panthers, Panthers, especially because it's a home game. Yeah. So I took the Cardinals again, which I think they're, I think they were minus four, minus seven, something like that. I'd have to go back and look. And that obviously I lost that bet. And I was very quick to see how many people were on the Panthers this week and how many people were like, that was, Easy, and I was like, Well, I don't know. So I don't know if that's just me being a bad gambler or if I missed something else, but I was pretty sure that Kyler was out both games. So sorry, we totally went on yeah, like the no, square. he
1: is you're correct. No, I think it was the perfect storm for the Panthers because like CMC's back and healthy, knock on wood. Yeah, um, Cam Newton, his first game back. So I just feel like there was so much going yeah. on there, and then like maybe. I mean, and who knows how it's literally everything, but it just felt like like the Broncos last week, it was like the perfect storm for them. We're like, they were ready. And we like, weren't ready. And we're like, well, we have Dak back. So we're good to go. No worries. But then it's like, well, that really wasn't the best thought. So that's what I think was going on with the Panthers. Like perfect storm Cardinals didn't play a great game by any means, but I mean, it was still the Panthers, but here we are. Yeah, and
0: I think too that went into my decision of like I thought the Panthers would just be a shit show, given that they have Cam Newton, who you know, obviously We've been there has, forever. The, yeah, like he's coming in. I felt like they still had some shit to work out. Christian McCaffrey is important, but like I don't know. I just thought that that would be a closer game. I was clearly dead wrong. I just am like, what did I miss from a gambling perspective?
1: Well, I think uh, nothing. I right? no like idea. on paper, I think that probably what you bet is pretty accurate, and a lot of people probably felt and thought the same way. But I mean, no, I, d- that, I no, that's why
0: that's why I was that like, that's why I was asking or not asking, but why I was like confused because when I looked at it, a lot of people had the Panthers, and that's where really? that's what I'm saying is like it shocked me because I was you know heavily leaning Cardinals.
1: Yeah. Well, they've been pretty unstoppable, so.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think maybe obviously with them being down, who they were down, like I have no, like I get that this was a loss. I feel like this loss will be similar for them as like ours was, you know, even though we had Dak that game, I think it's a fluky loss. I am in no way taking any insight into this. I think the Cardinals are still like a very strong team. Yeah, I think they are a very good team that. We should yeah, all. I don't even be think
1: they've of. had. I don't even think they've had their buy yet, right?
0: I don't know. I don't. Uh, it's possible. I think yeah, we're like. I don't know why we're, we're
1: asking each other her, such hard. questions. I
0: know we do this a lot, and then it's like <laughs> we could just look it up. But no, I don't think so. But I could be wrong.
1: Um, no, they have a buy in week twelve. So, yeah, I mean,
0: it's so weird now because now we have the seventeen games. So we're like, what halfway through the season, or we're about to be halfway through the season now
1: yeah after this week we'll be at this week is week nine yeah right so halfway mark
0: which is weird is that right that's right so yeah well it's different well, I just now. mean
1: like it's, it's week it's, nine it, but, like it, some people have played 10 games so well
0: it kind of hurdle it hurdles a week right because yeah now it's not even because of the seven 17 weeks so it's right. like there's like kind of a a week hump that you have to get through i guess if that makes sense before you're over the halfway point, which is this week. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I feel like we just like, we just went through a whole thing that added like zero value to anything at all.
1: Oh, I don't know. I I'm thought just it kidding. was an interesting game. And I think it's a good loss because they're in the NFC. So yeah, it's that.
0: good for yeah. us. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. It was also Absolutely. battle of the backups, right? Cause like Cam Newton is not oh, yeah. even though he's their starting quarterback. Now he's their backups backup. Yeah. And yeah, as was Colt McCoy. And then that backup's backup came in because he got hurt. So yes, yes. very interesting game.
0: Yeah. And then we also in that whole spiel kind of mentioned to, or at least one big thing, which is Cam Newton back to Carolina. And then I think earlier in the podcast, we already mentioned OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr. is going to the Rams. So Cam Newton, I don't really have a whole lot to say. I don't know it's an interesting move, but I don't hate it. I guess. I mean, I think they definitely knew they needed to do something, Yeah. but it just is like one of those things where it's like, it's when you see those things happen, which don't happen very often, your, your guy left and went on and, and then like now he's back. It's like,
1: yeah,
0: I don't, that's, I don't know. That just seems like a,
1: It's like you break up with somebody for a reason. Yeah. like, why are you dating them again? Yeah. yeah.
0: It's kind of like that. And I don't know how that makes for, you know, internal affairs and discussions and conversations, but maybe they're both on both ends. It's like they thought the grass was greener on the other side or whatever. And then like coming back together, maybe it'll be positive experience for both sides. I don't know. Good luck to them. And then with Odell Beckham jr, he's going to the Rams, which I feel like there were so many teams that we heard of in this conversation. Yeah. I don't know that Rams were ever one that I actually heard about, and then reports coming out today saying that the Packers were a huge target of Odell Beckham Jr and then on the flip side that apparently he was very interested in going to the Packers yeah. and there's reports coming out basically saying that like the Packers internal offices fu- like flump I don't know what I'm trying to say that Fuck they that? <laughs> they fucked this up. Yeah. In that they didn't like do what they needed to do to get this deal done. And then additionally, Sean McVay, like went all like high school, college recruit on him and like called him up on the phone himself and talked about why he really wants him on the team. So some of this, like, I mean, I just feel like with media, I can't trust anything anymore. I also am like so done talking about the Packers. It's not even funny, but like, I kind of am like, I don't really want to buy into this headline because I just think. How hard is it of a sell to get somebody to go to L.A. over fucking Wisconsin?
1: Yeah, exactly. Especially when look at the look at the difference here. Right. Just one to one. The Super Bowls in L.A. this year at SoFi Stadium or wherever the fuck it's called. The Packers just opened up uh, for their fans to buy fake stock in the team to raise money so they can like. just. Oh, yeah.
0: I saw that headline today, too. Which so they like, have a weird, their fans always have that weird stock option shit. But they've had it
1: like four times before. And now this is like the fifth time in history that they've allowed it. And yeah. Buy like 200 total shares, including anything that they've opened it up before. And they're like $300 a piece. Yeah. So I'm like, go knock yourselves out. But yeah, if I'm on Beckham, I'm like hot, cold, Super yeah. Bowl. Mm, they don't have enough money for anything. I'm going to LA easy Right. Lake.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's funny too, because like, although I've kind of been one that's on a, maybe an unpopular take of that, I think Odell is a bit overrated. Um, He is, he is a weapon that the Packers could use. And, you know, with everything Aaron Rodgers has been screaming, you would think like this could be an answer for that. And then they go and like, fuck it up, I guess. I don't know. But again, That was a headline. I don't really know. I think you could make the argument, like I said, that it, I feel like it's very believable that somebody would want to go to the Rams over the Packers.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Also, I think it's funny anytime I talk about Sean McVay, because I feel like I've had this happen to me a lot where obviously Sean McVay is very attractive. I think we (laughs) both as females can attest to that, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, do you want to know, like, who I hear talk about Sean McVay the most and his attractiveness? Ew. Every guy I've ever met that watches football.
1: You know, like, which was so weird. By why way, is that? Like, I think he's good looking. But, like, to when? me, I'm like, I don't like I don't think he's I like, see him, I'm not like I'm not like he's so hot. Like, Robert Sala, I am. I'm like, all right, dude. Uh,
0: I like, agree with you. I agree. I think he's attractive. But yeah. I don't think he's like this, like oh my god, like hotness deity. I'm but really. every like, I feel like anytime Sean McVay so right. brought up in a in a situation where I'm like talking football with a bunch of dudes, mm-hmm. they all like cream their pants over Sean McVay, and I'm like,
1: you're so right. I don't
0: get it. Like, what is it about Sean McVay that dudes feel so inferior to him? I don't really know.
1: I know. I I would like to know. Somebody let us know because yeah, also- we need to have this
0: conversation with like some guys, like our guy yeah. friends. But like, I just have now found myself in multiple situations where I'm with a bunch of guys and they all just like freak out over Sean McVay and how hot he is. And I'm like, as a female, I don't even freak out about his hotness that much. Like, yeah, and also, but he's not like, oh my god.
1: No, and also just to add on to that, he's five ten
0: yeah good point <laughs> which i don't really nothing, like short shame or anything care. but like i'm five, either, but i'm five five so like as long as you're like yeah you know, i don't give a five shit six or above i don't usually give a shit but like i just think that um, yeah that's a really good point to add to it but like it's just i don't get it like but then i feel like funny. every dude i've ever known like is Gaga over Sean McVay. And I'm like, You're so right. I don't, I don't see it. Oh, it's funny that you've had that, that you have had this situation too, because like, I've been, I feel like oh, none totally. of the times that it's happened to me, you've been there.
1: Yeah, no, totally. I feel like it happens all the time. And it's always this, like, you know, the Rams will come up and they're like, Oh, Sean McVay. And it's like, it's like, they can't not make a comment about it. Cause yeah. they, I felt like I brought it up or something, but then they will be like, Yeah. Um, man, just like, what a good looking dude or something like, thank you. Like props to like admitting that and like being masculine, like, okay. Yeah. I love
0: that. I love it when dudes can have those conversations. Like, I don't want to take, I don't want this to get like misconstrued men. I think it is so enjoyable that men can talk like that and have conversations like that. And more of them should do it because it's just like facts are facts. Like, I mean, obviously, but I do find it funny that like, there is something about Sean McVay that like really gets men going, like straight men going. going. And I don't know what it
1: is. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I don't even. Maybe I need to look
0: into his like past more. Like maybe there's
1: maybe his football more about his
0: like past or like his, you know, coming of age and like college or something that's like big that I'm missing. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah.
1: No, I'm with you. That's I just
0: like, sorry, random sidebar, but I feel like that really just triggered me when we were talking about Sean McVay, I'm like, here's something that I need to get off. No, my we'll
1: have to do a book report on Sean McVay.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get some more opinions to, Uh hit us up at women can't parlay on Twitter or Instagram, or just text me, um, or text Rainey. Let yeah. us know your Sean McVay thoughts and why he is like, NFL's
1: most eligible bachelor.
0: Yeah. In- and yeah, why? Yeah. Why is he the most eligible bachelor in the NFL to do? For straight men. Yeah. I wonder, I would love to get a gay man's perspective as well. Me too. <laughs> now um, I'm like trying to figure out who I think like the hottest coach is, which I mean, everyone's going to save Cliff Kingsbury, but.
1: Which honestly, if I'm ranking, I might be putting Cliff over Sean.
0: Oh, I think I would put Cliff over Sean and I don't even care for Cliff that much. So like, we, that's
1: what I'm knows saying.
0: I definitely think Cliff over Sean, but yes. now I'm just trying to run through all the, you know, who's not bad. I think, uh, Frank Reich. yeah. Okay. Matt LaFleur, I don't think is that bad looking. <laughs> I don't think he's
1: that bad, but I feel like he's five, six and a half.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you are a short shamer. <laughs> I really
1: am. I'm a short shamer y'all. I'm really not like, I'm also short.
0: I don't ever get the, I don't know how you can gauge how tall they are on TV.
1: No, I have no idea. I just like he looks. Well,
0: you short. seem to know very well. You're like he's like five six and a half quarter. I'm like, well, that's just. Fuck are you I about? was being facetious.
1: Um, but let me, yeah, five eleven. So not short by any means. Neither is my. not
0: like tall, tall. Yeah. But
1: not like I feel like Cliff Kingsbury like six
0: two. He is. Yeah, I think he's definitely over six foot.
1: But either way, again, I don't, don't know. Care. I feel like
0: I'm like forgetting like a thousand of okay, the. So- uh,
1: well, Pete Coach Carroll, no.
0: Um, if only for me to change his pants. Like, yeah.
1: pants and shoes, pants and shoes. Yeah, pants
0: and shoe combo. Let's and then one I one. keep seeing all these TikToks of him on the sidelines now, and it's just so cringy. And it's like, it makes it even worse. Like, before the pants shoes combo was without him talking. And now I have these images of him talking in my head, and I'm like, it's just so bad.
1: It's so funny. He,
0: I don't know. I don't know yeah. that we can go on, but... No. Random. I mean, honestly,
1: I think Kyle Shanahan's not terrible.
0: Mm, I do like Kyle Shanahan.
1: Um, okay. I'll be Robert Salah for me.
0: He's your boo. I know.
1: He is my boo. Um, <laughs> Matt Roll, no. No judge? No. Judge, no. <laughs> Bruce Arians, no. Yeah. Andy Reid, no.
0: Did you say McCarthy? No.
1: Mike McCarthy, No. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, honestly, I'm not thinking Kevin Stefanski. No. Oh yeah. I'm really just not. I think we've hit the top.
0: Yeah. I don't that think we're going to, I don't think there's no. a diamond in the rough that we're missing. No, but anyway, well, that's our, that's our no. uh, college First. coach. Well, maybe we'll we're do a rankings of the hottest college. Or why am I saying college? I don't know. I maybe we'll do a ranking of the hottest NFL coaches. I don't know. Yeah.
1: And then also you I got just this,
0: did, but
1: uh, yeah, I got into this combo about, um, NFL players. You I'd pick over Tom Brady because Tom Brady's like, you know, the heartthrob and everybody thinks he's so hot. And I'm like,
0: uh, I do
1: think, I do think he's good looking a hundred percent,
0: but you know? he's like too he's symmetrical too or something. Like it's, he's like a, well, not a fem bot, but like a, what's a, male, what's a male bot. <laughs> a membot membot
1: <laughs> I don't know I don't he's either. like
0: too something for me he's like too he's perfect He's can't he's pleasant
1: pleasantville. he is
0: pleasantville that's a good way to put it he's pleasant yeah. he's, he totally he's too much of that for me I can't I I'm I am a disaster I need huh. imperfectness in my life
1: oh no so do I
0: and but, he doesn't eat carbs. Like that will never work. No, oh
1: yeah, we would. But
0: somehow is a fucking spokesperson for Subway. Somebody do that math.
1: Yeah, I'm like they're paying him so much money just to blatantly lie to all of us. I
0: know. He even <laughs> says in the in the fucking commercial. I'm pretty sure he's like, and I don't even eat carbs. I'm like, then why are you on a fucking Subway commercial?
1: Yeah, why are you getting paid?
0: Nobody's no. eating those salads. No one.
1: <laughs> Not a one person. No one.
0: I don't um, know who eats their sandwiches anymore. Jersey Mike's way better. I, right
1: I could argue with you on that. We should do a sandwich uh snake draft.
0: Uh, uh, in and in. Oh, okay. Quiznos is
1: dead last. Quiznos is dead last and they should be burned to the ground. I didn't know
0: Quiznos was, this is a funny, funny connection. I didn't know Quiznos was still a thing until the guys from Barstool, Chicago who do the snake drafts just uh, made one of them eat a Quiznos sub for money. Uh, did they it was, do it
1: just to tear up the roof of his mouth?
0: It was well, that. And I think it was like lobster or something. And he was like, I'd rather eat dog food. I don't know. And then they like made it into content where he like got paid $500 to eat a Quiznos sub. Didn't know Quiznos was even still in existence. I thought oh, that yeah. died with Blockbuster.
1: Well, it should have. Uh Oh, yeah. But by the way, Dak Prescott makes mine for over...
0: Oh, um, Doug Prescott Brady. is so attractive. Yes. He's attractive. Way up and there. And he just
1: like continues to, continues to grow. Yes.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He's definitely up there. Like Tom Brady to me is like, he'd be lucky if he made like the middle of the pack. I think at this like in my mind, I think
1: he's in my mind right
0: now, though. like we might have to, we might have to narrow it down to like certain positions.
1: Yeah, I think that we should have, I mean, him. we're
0: putting like all the fucking linemen in there, although no offense to the linemen, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, find I'm just saying like, I, if we were just doing like quarterbacks, receivers run running backs or something like that, I don't even know that Tom would break the middle of the plane for me.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll have to do that soon, um, yeah. but Let's, we should probably, we un- should,
0: yeah, we should do that, but we should also probably move on, but that was yeah. fun. Yeah. Let's, let's put more of that in our lives. Yeah. I'm in it's let's cool. get drunk next week and really degrade <laughs> all of the NFL men.
1: Cool. I'm in. Yes. I mean, since we talked about Tom Brady, let's just bring up the WFT versus the Buccaneers WTF. Wow. Yeah. I mean, come on. I don't know. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I don't, don't even know what to say. Me huh? I have no words for it.
0: Yeah. And what Tom Brady threw like what, two or three interceptions?
1: Yeah, I think two, but still, yeah. Like they got beat by a team that doesn't even have a name.
0: (laughs) Which again, like I didn't, I mean, at this point, what is their record even anymore? Like three and seven or something. I don't even know.
1: Oh, WFT. Yeah. Let me tell you.
0: Again, this is like a team that I've just completely written off.
1: Well, as you should. Um, Three and six. Yeah.
0: After their win yesterday. So they were two and six.
1: Yikes. Ouch.
0: And The bucks are six and three.
1: Yep. So anyway, yeah, I don't have any words about that. I just was like, wow, that's insane. I kept watching that score and was like, is this like transposed? Did yeah. somebody fuck this up in the booth?
0: Yeah. And again, what? this goes back to which I'll probably cut this. Cause I just feel like this is me every week talking about the woulda, shoulda, couldas, but it's like, <laughs> I looked at that game and I saw bucks minus 10 and I was like, there's no way that doesn't hit but for some reason I was like that feeling 10 is a lot I'm staying away well and we have to remember the the dogs were like so prevalent last week like every NFL dog won last week basically or covered I guess I should say that it was like I feel like Vegas makes these lines for the favorites so large that everyone takes them and it's a trap like it's an actual yeah, yeah. trap. That's what happened in the, with the Cardinals game, I guess. Uh, so yeah. with the Bucks, I was like, yeah, they should cover ten easy. And for whatever reason, there was just this like part of me that was like, you know what? I'm not taking that. I don't feel good about it. And I took the Bills instead to yeah. cover fourteen, which yeah. they did. Thank God. But I'm like, when I get those feelings, why don't I just take Washington money line? Like, I don't know. But I guess it's obviously not that fucking easy. It's just funny how i like somehow knew to stay away from that game i'm like how
1: yeah good call
0: um what else what else what else i mean um cowboys we haven't really broken down the cowboys game at all
1: i figure let's save that one the best for last
0: okay Uh,
1: because i just want to mention that the lions are no longer a zero loss team because they have a tie correct (laughs) and tie is not a loss Poor sweet little Najee Harris didn't realize that a game could end in
0: a tie. Yeah, which I'm not going to hate on him because I had I had a, um, we had this conversation on the pod where we were like, yes, I
1: still
0: don't get it. We were, we were like, why is there time? Why do they have a time limit or whatever? And that opened up me to realizing that I didn't understand mm-hmm. the overtimes of NFL in that I knew you could tie.
1: Yes. And I I didn't know how the
0: rules of overtime in the NFL, but for some reason I missed that after the 10 minutes is up, that's it. And that ends the game. I don't know why, whatever. I'm not going to do this because I'm just going to get a lot of hate for it. I already got a lot of hate for it. And I just want to point out that Najee Harris, not the first, player to be confused about overtime Donovan yeah. McNabb has been confused by overtime in the nor past the,
1: nor the last
0: <laughs> and I exactly that's how I feel it's like it doesn't really make sense that in the NFL no. we play four 15-minute quarters yeah. just to give a 10-minute overtime for them to like not have a resolution
1: yeah absolutely and, absurd. So it's
0: just like I don't really get it I don't really agree with it it's stupid it sucks and you want to give me shit for not knowing certain overtime shit that happens once a fucking year and i don't know i don't care i am a human and i'm not always gonna know everything about everything and we get held to that standard makes me want to choke everyone
1: well, I'll kill somebody because <laughs> I'm never gonna know. 100%. No, nobody is basketball my entire freaking life, like, and I don't know all the
0: rules. Do you think Donovan McNabb knows anything about football? I would think that you do. Well, guess what? Like he didn't even know the fucking overtime rules. So, like whatever. Yeah. Stupid. Anyway, moving on. So stupid.
1: Moving on, but I have um switch. yes I have the been- line there
0: was a tie, and then um Chiefs. Uh, I guess they're showing us something this week against the Raiders at, um, mm. on the road for the chiefs. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's again, like we've talked about in a great depth, it's an interesting thing because as bad as the chiefs have been, their conference is their division is so tight that yeah. they, I mean, any, it's still like a wide open game there and they are very much in the mix for
1: sure. So they could
0: pull it together anybody's gonna
1: do it they can at least in that in that crew
0: yeah yeah i don't know a titans you know it was a close one but for yeah, them but without derrick henry yeah, yeah i feel
1: like people are counting them out and i'm like y'all they're another one like the patriots it's like don't count them out like they're yeah. fucking doing shit
0: the titans are a good team and the fact they're... that they are putting together what they're putting together without him it speaks yep. volumes so yep. agreed take notice of that but Yep. Totes agree. Other than that, I think we've kind of covered most of it, except the Cowboys. The Cowboys! Yeah, so this was, you know, great to come off the week. You know, last week sucked. Yeah. That was a bad, bad game. Yeah. Wasn't great, but for us to bounce back and do what we did, I am very, very, right. very, pl- I am very happy with. I'm not... Um, I'm happy. I'm proud. I'm... Living in the moment for the win. Because yes, this isn't a norm for us, right? Like, normally that would be the tailspin of, like, yep, here it is, but, you know, right on time. Yep. We're just gonna, you know, tailspin into the dumpster and go eight and fucking eight this season. Well, I guess you can't go eight and eight anymore. Like, seven and My 10. Plan. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I was pleasantly surprised. I'm very proud of our team, our coaching staff. I feel like we have a lot of things coming together. I don't want to say this and it take away from the very important players of our team, like Dak, CD Lamb, like very big Zach Martin, big, big players that we need and are important. There are two gold stars that I would like to give out that I feel like just don't get enough credit or maybe they do. I don't know. One is Zeke. Zeke continues to go out there and give 110%. And he gets so much hate and he gets a lot of like, he got too much. He got paid too much, blah, 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 blah. When yeah. I see him running his fucking shit and then knowing he's not getting the ball and he then goes and fucking blocks, blocks. and yeah. make sure that his quarterback does not get hit, putting his like body in the way I, and I'm not saying that that's like not a common thing. I, but I also think that it's, Something that he doesn't have to do and he does it relentlessly. And yeah. he's making it to where we can open up plays for us and our offense that are yep. much more than just giving the ball to him. Like, I love that so much. And I don't think he's getting enough recognition for it. Yeah. He's people yeah. need to like take note of that. He's then, not a selfish player. Yeah. He, he well, he, yes, correct. Like, that is absolutely what's happening. Like, he is being so selfless and even like probably risking himself getting injured. Yeah. I mean, he does work
1: y'all. And even thinking about it, it's like, I love all these haters that say that when it's like, dude, three years ago, our offense was different. Like, right. Or when he had his breakout seasons, it's like, our, we run a full, like two back offense now, pretty much like Tony Pollard takes a lot of freaking snaps. Like Zeke may take majority most games, but like, that's yeah. the beauty of what they can both do. And like Tony, even getting to learn underneath Zeke is like freaking incredible. Yeah. But absolutely. yeah, I'm totally with you. I'm like,
0: yeah, like, which that, goes, that goes into the second gold star that I have to give out. And that's to Kellen Moore because I, I Moore. need people to like, understand or like, maybe that sounds bad. I think people understand, but like the gravity of what this guy is doing in in the NFL for offensive whatever, it's like changing the game. I feel like, yeah, and the fact that it's like he is not scared to to realize, and this is what the NFL is missing. This is absolutely what the NFL is missing, and what kills me or what used to kill me watching the Cowboys game and game game in and game out is that he is not afraid to say these are NFL players. Yeah. They are the best of the best. We pay them. They yeah. are the cream of the crop. We should shit. be able to put offensive plays together that are not the fucking cookie cookie cutter shit. And I I used to get so fucking angry watching oh, the game when it was like run play, run play, run play, run play, pass play, pass. Like it's like he, Short pass, though. yeah, like he is. I mean, I get it. Dallas has an elite offense and we've got a lot of options and a lot of weapons that other teams just do not have. So I want to make sure like, I get that. I understand that, but like he, I love that he is just not scared and he's not timid and he's working this offense in a way that everyone can be utilized and we're taking advantage of that. So that's my thing too, is do we have more weapons than other teams or are we learning how to utilize all of them? And it's working in our favor. And that is all due to Kellen Moore. And I just like want to like have his children or like give him whatever he wants.
1: Yes. (laughs) I love him. I'm, always been a big fan. Um, and I I just hope we can keep him that's longer and he doesn't go get a head coaching job. somewhere. that's my issue
0: is that I'm having, I'm already having like separation anxiety because at this rate, like, I don't know how long he's like contracted for, or if that's even a thing, but it's like, he will be gone. Like he will be a head coach somewhere, anywhere at this point, at least starting in college somewhere soon. I know. I'm like, or I really mean, let's still, see
1: how, let's see how Mike out. McCarthy works out. And, you know, if he just needs to yeah. kick the curve, just yeah. kidding. <laughs> we'll
0: I don't know. I just like, I had, I think that's been an obvious theme, but like that came to such fruition for me, like over the, over this last game, but has been building up over this like season. And like I said, it's just so nice and like amazing to watch the things that he's putting together. And I think that more teams, offensive coordinators, coaches, head coaches, whatever should. And I'm probably taking note of this because I just feel like I can't get how I watch football. And it's like, all we're seeing is like the same design, the same. I get that they're different, but it's like the, the engineering behind the play is the same. You have like one to two things that like happen And you're not really mixing it up enough. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no, I
1: think, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think we for once have not for once, but the weapons we do have, we are utilizing all of them. We're not just picking one or two and saying, okay, Jason Witten catch 50 passes in this game because we need you to It's We have Dalton Schultz. We have, uh so whatever that other tight end is now that Lake jarwin's out again um oh. then we have all of our receivers especially now with Gallup back then we have tony and zeke in the backfield like our offensive and defense like don't so my gold stars go out to defense so i was i have three <laughs> <laughs> um
0: i don't know obviously- when we started this gold star segment but i was just like oh, i oh. like it
1: because for me, it's Dan Quinn for obvious reasons. Yeah. Like that's always hard to play against your old team, especially one that you led to a super Big win bowl for him. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, that's nerve wracking and you're, you're kind of proving something, right? Like not just to yourself, but like the, the whole country's watching or whoever watches this is watching and paying attention to that. So props to him, props to Jordan motherfucking Lewis quarterback, like dude, like, Diggs would have gotten another like interception for sure. But like this dude showed up yesterday and like did absolutely more than his workload. And then of course, Doran Armstrong who defensive end like just literally killed it for us yesterday. And if like, we obviously all played really well, but those were my three standout like players <laughs> yeah. of the game. And, like,
0: that well, was and, to, so awesome. and Dan Quinn, I mean, DQ, that's what I like about Texas. Like, he obviously like, I, that's why I was like, it's so hard to give any gold stars out because everyone deserves one. Yeah. And yeah. Like to give him recognition is important because no one believed in our defense, not one fucking human going into the season besides like a couple of us believed yeah. that Dallas would ever be able to make anything happen because of our Quote unquote lack of defense. No one realizing the people that we picked up were going to super impact that. No one realizing the injuries we had last year and how hurtful that was to our defense last year. Like nobody putting that together and then thinking, like, oh, guess what? Like you were fucking wrong. So, yes, he of all people probably deserves it more because no one believed that this was going to happen this year. Yeah, agreed. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, I'm just like so happy. Me too. Uh, We're going to the Super Bowl. And that's
1: that. God damn it, <laughs> God damn it.
0: I know I just have to say it every week so I can like compile them all together once we, we get hit it. the Super Bowl at the end of the year. I get <sighs> it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm so happy. It's again like sitting there watching week after week. I mean obviously last week was something but ask me the last time I've been able to like watch a game like last week and then be able to watch us adjust, make adjustments and bounce back. Like, uh, I don't yes. know, 95 yeah. the last time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So um, it's, it's an elating feeling or it's like, it, it's unfamiliar territory that like yes. my, my, my I watched the game and I just like, don't know what to do with my hands.
1: Yeah. Same, same. Cause I'm like, It's that feeling, the familiar feeling of waiting for the other shoe to fall, but also like having so much hope and love for this current team that you like, don't want to feel that it's very strange. It's a push. And that's
0: like, even last week when we had the podcast, like I would remember like writing down in my notes, like jokingly being like, hello, darkness, my old friend, you know, like that whole thing. And I was like, you know what? I don't even want to do this because this year, it does feel differently. Like, it absolutely feels completely different. No,
1: I agree. Totally agree.
0: Same okay. age, same It's been thoughts. a very enjoyable experience as a fan Didn't who hasn't, like, felt this way since I was, like, seven years old. And even yeah. at that point, obviously couldn't grasp the entirety of it. No. No. Feels good. Yeah, it does. It does. So, anyway, anything else in NFL, football in general, life? Probably, probably, probably
1: probably a whole slew of things, Jess, if we're being honest. I know.
0: know. Well, look at us. We're going to end just in time to catch the Monday night football game. Perfect. Look at us. Look at us. Um, Okay, guys. Well, that'll do it for this week. Reminder, um, please continue to listen. We're still getting closer to our 10K listenership, which we are inching very close. And once we get to a certain point, I'm really going to start begging for people to listen, i'm gonna get real grovelly on twitter and being like help us get to 10k because people usually will come through on there give us a listen give us a shout so right. um but please continue to listen and help us get there sooner than later hopefully before the end of the year that should be more than uh, more than uh doable help but us I'm we're poor yeah in- <laughs> help me <laughs> implore um uh, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram at women can't parlay subscribe, rate, review us always. That's, you know, very helpful to our listenership and yeah, reach out. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. I don't let know. Us know
1: your Sean McVay thoughts. Thanks. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Let us know why you cream your pants over Sean McVay. If you're a straight male. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Okay. Um, That's it. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. Women Women can't, women can't,
1: women can't,
0: women can't parlay.